Hi, I'm Kim Vu. Welcome to Vietnola, the show about being Vietnamese in New Orleans. Vietnola is our window into our Vietnamese community in New Orleans and a bridge to Vietnam. We're a member of the family of shows on the podcast network, itsneworleans.com. Xin chào quý vị. Đây là bài Vietnola, chương trình pháp hành về cộng đồng Việt Nam ở New Orleans. Vietnola là một cánh cửa để nhìn vào cộng đồng ở New Orleans và một cảnh nối với quê hương. Vietnola là một số trình diễn trong chương trình pháp hành podcast itsneworleans.com. Today on the show, we'll have a conversation with Terry McDermott, an internationally renowned New Orleans-based singer. Terry's a Scottish-born American recording artist. He's been part of a number of bands, including Drive Blind in the UK and Lotus Crush in the US. In 2012, he appeared on the American version of The Voice and has recorded under major labels such as A&M. Little known to his Western audience, however, he's also appeared on Voice of Vietnam, a Vietnamese version of the same concept. He's here today to talk about his work and his connection to with the Vietnamese community, both in Vietnam and the West. Terry, thank you so much for coming and welcome. Thank you very much. Terry, you really seem to be killing it on a variety of these TV singing competitions. <laughs> Give us a short list. Well, uh, I did I did the uh, the voice here in the, in the US and I did the voice Vietnam. And uh, I joked with uh, friends of mine that that's two major uh, contest finals I've been in and didn't win either of them. So yeah. I can't help but think, you know, you're at a slight disadvantage in Vietnam, <laughs> given that you're very Caucasian, Scottish-born. Well, I, I think not, not not being a contestant, first of all, was probably my biggest disadvantage. Okay. Um, be, being a guest was, was a disadvantage, but uh, a fantastic experience nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Now, your music is described as rock and roll with the British flair. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's, it's, I think um, my uh, musical upbringing comes through in the in the, the music I make, so it's uh, there's undoubtedly a Britishness there. Mm-hmm. Um, from your accent, we can all tell. I think that you come from that part of the world. <laughs> yeah. We yeah. would never ever know that you not, yeah. you spent eight years living in Kuala Lumpur as a child. Is well, it was correct? actually it was um, it was my father had moved to Kuala Lumpur um, after my my, uh, my mother passed away, and uh, when the rest of the band would fly home from. To, to Scotland, I generally went to Kuala Lumpur. Uh-huh. So I ended up spending an awful lot of time over there and, and heavily fell in love with the place. Okay. And your mother, your stepmother yeah. is Vietnamese. My stepmom, uh, Kimang, is is uh, is from Vung Tau. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's Vietnamese. I mentioned before the show, actually, a lot of Vietnamese people in New Orleans East come from that yeah. that area. Yeah, so. I had, I had, and I, I spend um, a lot of time perusing the Asian markets on the West Bank as well. Uh-huh. Uh, so we can we can cook um and i had no idea and and until really it was discussed with me uh, in the last couple of years that there are just so many people of vietnamese descent in new orleans it's a huge community now how long have you been in new orleans i've been here now uh, seven years I'm, I, I'm almost part of the furniture uh-huh so. <laughs> so let me think i'm thinking just before right after katrina my first ever visit to new orleans was um just a, a handful of weeks after after the, the devastation of the city so i, I got to see oh, the goodness. aftermath the Katrina in all its glory. You really love this place if uh, yeah. you decided to stay after yeah. that. Well, my wife's actually from here and, okay. and uh, you know I fell I fell in love with uh, with New Orleans as well. It's my home. Mm-hmm. It's very easy to call this place home, yeah, it I is. think. It is. Especially if you love music. Yeah, absolutely. So your band that you tour, tour with, are they based here or in the UK? Yeah, or? We're, we're, a, we're a strange bunch. We're kind of unique in that uh, the band is, is Terry McDermott and the Bonfires. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's intriguing about it is we're all New Orleans based long term um, but there's actually 
myself and another one of the guys originally from Aberdeen in Scotland, my hometown. Uh-huh. Uh, the bass players from Oxford in England. Uh-huh. And um, I think uh, the other the, the two guys, one's from San Jose in California and one's from um, guitar players from Alabama. So all <laughs> all transplants, but, but proud New Orleanians. Mm-hmm. As New Orleans can do, I yeah. think, in people. So your appearance on voice... In the voice in Vietnam. Yeah. How did you get there? Um, well, um, my stepmom there, Kimang, um, had had discussions with with some people in Vietnam that had ties to the show, mm-hmm. uh, and I guess it just snowballed. Um, it became what seemed at the time a fairly improbable, uh, impossible discussion, and um, little by little, it became you know, it start, the email started flowing in, and it became reality. <laughs> and eventually, they said, "Look, we'd like you to come and do this." And uh, I, I was. I was over the moon, but um, I love to travel. Um, but I, you're being modest. By that time, your your music career had already developed, yeah. and you had already been with two touring bands and signed yeah. big labels. I've, um, I, but I know that I've known the uh, the the wonderful highs and the terrible lows of the music industry. I'm pleased <laughs> to say it's very much a roller coaster. Um, but uh, one one constant throughout it all for me has been the the joy of, of new experiences. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as soon as it was a possibility, I was I was tremendously excited to go back to Asia and spend some time in that part of the world. Mm-hmm. So annually, how often do you spend? In, how much time do you spend? In uh, Asia? Well, after my my father and my father actually works in Korea now. Okay. Um, and with the music career being the way it's been, it's just been impossible to get back. So uh, I hadn't been back in uh, back to Asia maybe about three years uh-huh. uh, before. Um, the trip to Vietnam, so it was it was fantastic to go back. Uh huh. And do you not see touring potential for your style of music in Asia? Or Abs- absolutely. Um, that's one looking of m- for the right booking agent. There attention, you go. attention. There you go. That was actually one of my my uh, my goals. I think with the with the trip was I wanted to make some kind of impact, uh, some visibility uh, in in that marketplace because um, I'd, I'd take great pleasure in, in, in touring in that part of the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was very intrigued by the possibilities and, and the production company that that deals with the the voice in Vietnam, I believe, is is out of China. Um, so there remains the possibility that in, just in case they're they're listening, which of course I'm sure they are, uh, <laughs> if if you're out there, you know, just give me a call. <laughs> Excellent. And you're, you know, you, you didn't just do live tours in Asia. You uh, are either the vocalist or your band played some music for a Coke commercial uh, in yeah. Japan. I um, I got a, this was this was a few years ago now. This but this was after my original band from Scotland. that got signed to American Major, mm-hmm. but a friend of mine who's a who's a, a, a wonderful chap. His name's John Jones. He's a Grammy winner. Um, and he phoned me up and said, "Hey, look, I'm I'm very busy, but I've got a, a gig that's come across my table. Would you, would you like to to sing it?" Um, and it turned out it was uh, performing a track. It was commissioned through Simon Le Bon's Entertainment, uh, the company in uh, in Tokyo. Oh my goodness! Uh, Simon Le Bon from Duran Duran, I believe it's his company. And I said, "Sure." Uh, and bizarrely, I ended up recording the the the, the vocals uh, for the for the commercial. Uh, in my front room, where I had I, an engineer hired out and came in and turned the turned the house into a studio, and recorded the vocals for this for this Coke Zero commercial. Uh-huh. Um, and it's the funniest thing to listen to um, because I've been um, I'm a, I'm a bit of a Japanophile, uh, you know, but I, I have to confess that this commercial made just about zero sense to me. <laughs> um, not not least because the visuals and what's being discussed seem so abstractly apart. 
Um, <laughs> you ever watch like Japan anime? Or oh yeah, yeah it's, uh-huh. you know it's crazy. It's crazy. Um, <laughs> but the thing that I, mean, uh, I, I also you know joked with people from time to time that um, the song ended up being a part of the J League. Uh, you know the Japanese soccer league. Oh, uh, it ended up being played in in stadiums, I believe, that season. Oh my bef- goodness! Before every game, so uh, I hope I've, you had a good contract for those royalties uh, <laughs> as a, well, as actually, a re- one, label. Starting one of myself. the one of the great joys of those contracts uh, in that territory is that there's very rarely any great royalties, <laughs> uh, which is probably why it ended up on my doorstep. Um, <laughs> but the 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 beauty of it was that. Um, uh, I was heard in, in stadiums all across Japan. It's Not amazing. quite as I would have, uh, if somebody had said to me, you're going to be heard in stadiums all across Japan, I would have been, yes, here we go. But it wasn't <laughs> quite what I had in mind. But, but nonetheless, little little by little. So. Affiliation with Coca-Cola, though. I mean, hey, there you, you can't go, go wrong. They, they know a thing or two about getting their name out there. <laughs> exactly. So. Exactly. Um, I, I want to hear more about your firsthand experience with Vietnamese tradition in music. But first, I'd like to go to our segment, Vietiquette, where we explore the quirks and charm of culture and etiquette, both here in Vietnamese New Orleans and in Vietnam. Share with us the, the, the things you think are kind of funny uh, about well, and nice. The, well, nice. I think, first of all, I, th- I had it in my head, um, my my ignorant Western mind, I think, had, had it in my head that uh, Vietnamese food was going to be all... I have no idea what I expected, but uh, you thought Chinese food maybe. Uh, right? I, well, I, of course, I I spent a lot of time in Malaysia, so um, you know Singapore, so I'd seen the the variety of, of food on offer there. But I don't know why, but the, I think the Vietnamese food I expected it to be a lot heavier. What I was truly surprised by was just how incredibly healthy. It's no wonder they live so long, <laughs> um, but uh, it's incredibly healthy it is, and I love it. Um, uh, I try to get as much as I can now. I'm a bit of a, I'm, I'm addicted. Do you? It's it's not quite what you grew up with. With Scottish food, huh? Well, I've got I've got to say actually, um, in my household growing up, um, my dad actually was was uh, did most most of the cooking. He loved to cook, mm-hmm. um, and you know he'd lived at various places around the world, including stops in Asia because he was in the Royal Air Force. Okay. Um, so in my house, it, rice was was what we ate every day: uh-huh. rice and curries. And, so and he spent a lot of time in Asia. Yeah, it sounds like. he yeah. has. So I mean, I was I was no stranger to the concept of traveling because both my parents, uh, my mum and uh, my dad, were were in the Royal Air Force. Okay. Uh, so I was no stranger to the, the idea of of, of uh, we call for, you army brats here in go. this country. <laughs> um, but they, um, foreign food and, and and traveling, I think, was 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 never discouraged. Mm-hmm. You you made a, a reference to. Your wife has joked that you are you were Asian in a previous yeah, life. Um, I mentioned it to her, and she wholeheartedly agrees. That, um, <laughs> I might be an Asian in a previous life because uh, I think that I feel most at home when I'm over there. Um, mm-hmm. What? What? Why? I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> I, I really can't. Put, I mean, your entire I, upbringing was in I the UK, I, correct? I, I can't really put my finger on it, but um, the most peaceful I've been actually was was uh, after spending spending my my long stints in in Kuala Lumpur. I'd always feel recharged and, and happy and I, I don't quite understand it I guess maybe it's just also the the lack of stress you know maybe taking a break but I thoroughly uh, thoroughly enjoy it and any opportunity to go back to that part of the world I take with both hands and you sound like you have a pretty close relationship with your stepmom um Kimang has been an absolutely fervent supporter of my career since I came off the show I mean she's an entrepreneur anyway uh-huh. you know um 
there's a there's a, a British TV show back home called Only in Scotland and in the UK called Only Fools and Horses, which is these two kind of wheeler and dealer kind of guys called uh, Rodney and Delboy, and I think Kamang's kind of somewhere in there. You know, the wheeler and dealer. She's she's a businesswoman it's with a the she's, Vietnamese with, in yeah, her. Exactly, yeah. she's got big ambitions, <laughs> and I, I love it. And she's um, very passionate, and she's um, been a tremendous supporter of my career. I'm, I'm very grateful. Uh, as a Vietnamese American, it's pretty common for us to hear stories of you know, Americans adopting Vietnamese children. You're the first I've ever heard of a Caucasian son adopting a <laughs> Vietnamese mother. Yes. You, you really seem to adopt everything, like all her culture and her, I'm, I'm her role the, in your life. The and, Vietnamese uh, community is beautiful. Um, I, I was I was taken aback. Um, you spend much time in the Vietnamese communities here? In New well, I haven't had much opportunity, to be honest, because um, I don't know where you're hiding. um but it's a very private community there you go true um but what i have what i I experienced um in vietnam and in saigon uh you know really really took me aback i i I loved the city i loved the uh it didn't it didn't feel nearly as alien as i expected it to Mm -hmm. um it was i was very comfortable there and it was very strange walking the streets of of uh, saigon the day after i'd been on on a Vietnamese television, um, and suddenly people are running up to me and recognizing right. me in Saigon. Like, this is this is new. This is new. So yeah, it's great. You're you were a little bit like a superhero. Um, without any powers, yeah. Which, which <laughs> singing you know, powers. That's right. Oh, they okay. Powers. Well, if we can call singing a superpower, I suppose it's not. I wouldn't particularly want to be armed with that superpower in a in a, a major altercation. <laughs> Come on, deal with this. All right, I'll uh, sing you a tune. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Uh, getting back to that, your experience with Vietnamese music when you were on The Voice and you got to hear the actual yeah. contestants. Well, um, when I was sitting backstage, obviously there, with any major television production, there is, uh, especially a live one, there is a tremendously tight schedule. Uh-huh. So for, for a, lot, a, lot, a lot of that time, you, you find yourself just sitting on the peripheral waiting for you to slot into that kind of time scale. So I was doing my best to entertain myself and, and kind of you know, take in what was, the music was being performed. Um, and I, I think at one point they introduced a, a girl that came on stage and she performed um, a song. I was completely taken aback by it. It was, uh, to me, it sounded like Asian electro pop or, uh-huh. or something to that effect. And I guess it was just a, a more contemporary version, but it turned out it was um, a contemporary version of a, a very old Vietnamese traditional song. Uh-huh. Uh, and I was stunned. I, w- I thought it was beautiful. I mean, really, it, it left an impact on me to the point I actually asked the producers, I was like, who was that? What was that? Huh. Uh, so, yeah, really, really impressed me. What is the music culture like there? Are there a lot of recording studios? What's going on in, in Vietnam? In Vietnam? Mm-hmm. I don't know, to be honest. Um, I, my, t- my time was um, much around the, the TV. Um, right, 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 right. Uh, I, but... You know, I can't imagine that it's much different from, you know, growing up in Scotland where uh, there's facilities, but getting to them or using them is, mm-hmm. is not necessarily paying the easiest thing. Yeah, right. pay, paying for them. <laughs> right. Right. Paying right. for them is the big one. So, yeah. Right. Well, you know, at some point, if you end up back in Saigon, we had some previous guests in the show who, there are Americans who are expats there. Uh, and they play bluegrass. Oh wow! In Saigon, but bluegrass, so, Saigon, yeah. Saigon bluegrass. And they even have one song that's kind of more on on the pop rock spectrum of their repertoire. That's in Vietnamese because wow. one of them studied it in college here and is quite fluent. Uh, yeah, gosh, I'm blanking on their name, unfortunately. <laughs> um, but you, yeah, you should check out one of our I'm, previous episodes. I'm not quite 
ready yet to sing in Vietnamese. I'm okay. just I'm just picking up words as I go. So you know, we have a lot of great karaoke bars here. I know. I, I've heard about that as well. <laughs> Where the best food is, actually, yeah. in my opinion, the most authentic food is in these karaoke bars. Wow. So, yeah. I've got my favorite. I've got my favorite Vietnamese restaurant over on the West Bank. Which, which one? Uh, Nine Roses. Uh huh. That go, is very go, good. Go to religiously. It's Excellent. Great place. It's great to hear. Yeah. And um, do you want to talk, tell us about your future plans and projects? Well, aside from getting back to Asia, which um, something did, did crop up, which may, might present that possibility, but I don't want to kind of set myself up for failure here, so I'll wait and see how it develops. Uh-oh. But, uh, there, might be, there might be something that takes me back in, in that direction. Oh, excellent. Um, I've got a track uh, which is going to radio in the UK okay. um, next week, so I'm hoping that um, I might end up spending a bit of time working at home, and mm-hmm. uh, home-home. Um, um, I just released a single, High Stepping, which is available on iTunes under Terry McDermott and the Bonfires. Okay. You can find the video on YouTube to it as well, which um, my director did a great job. Um, other than that, I'm hoping to just finish off an EP, mm-hmm. uh, th- get it out this summer and be out touring again. Do you do you perform locally at all? Um, uh, the last time I performed in New Orleans was in December at the House of Blues. Okay. Uh, which was fantastic. Go big or go home yeah, is what you, you say. Um, yeah. And that was actually... Uh, the, the funny thing about that show was I uh, I landed uh, the morning uh-huh. of that day was I flew back from Vietnam. Oh. So I landed, you know, jet lagged to high heaven oh, and uh, and then just basically got on stage at, at the House of Blues. Hello, everybody. Good morning. Night. Whichever, <laughs> whichever one applies. Did um, you did you play with the band that released High Step In or did you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Terry McDermott and the Bombfires. Mm-hmm. Um, great guys. Great, great band. Um, very, very talented people. And do you have a website where everyone can, you can get uh, all these things? Um, easiest to get me, I think, on, on, on Twitter, okay. uh, at Terry Mac Music, uh, or you can find me on Facebook. Um, if you look up Terry McDermott Music, I should be there in all my glory. Great. <laughs> Sounds great. Thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been oh, a lot welcome. of fun. Thank you very much. Kamun Zet Yao. Oh, look at that. <laughs> look at that. And you, So just sing that, and then you're <laughs> there done. You go. <laughs> you're finished. Perfect. That's Vianol for today. Thank you so much for joining us at home, at work, on your phone, wherever you are, whatever you're doing. And a special thanks to today's guest, Terry McDermott. Cheers. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Our show is produced by Kim Vu, Tom Lasher, and Grant Morris. Our technical director is Chris Kehoe. Our theme song was composed by Taylor Smith and performed by the Swamp Lilies. The fabulous audio quality of this show is brought to you in part by PreSonus Audio Electronics. PreSonus makes some of the best audio recording and live-sounding products, including Studio One music production software, Studio Live digital mixing consoles, Air Studio monitors, and much more. Visit www.presonus.com for more information. You can follow us on Twitter at It's New Orleans. You can like us on Facebook. We're at It's New Orleans. And you can subscribe to our podcasts on iTunes and Stitcher. You can listen to our other Vietnamese shows on our website, itsneworleans.com, as well as our other shows, Happy Hour, Out to Lunch, Mindset, True to the Game, and Midnight Menu Plus One. Keep up with all kinds of fun happenings here at Vietnola by getting on our mailing list. Sign up on our website, itsneworleans.com. Vietnola was recorded today in the lovely city of New Orleans. If you'd like to be a guest on Vietnola, we'd love to have you. Drop us a line. You'll find all the information you need on our website. Vietnola is produced by INO Broadcasting for itsneworleans.com. For everyone here at Vietnola, thanks for joining us today. We look forward to seeing you back here next week for our next episode of Vietnola. Until then, I'm Kim Vu. Bye-bye.
You know Labor Day signals the unofficial end of summer, but not the end of your outdoor projects. Lowe's helps you do it right and helps you save with Labor Day deals throughout the store. Shop now and get two bags of Stay Green Potty Mix for $12. And keep your lawn looking neat and trim with a Craftsman 2-Cycle 17-inch gas string trimmer now $20 off at just $119. Whatever's still on your to-do list this Labor Day, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through 828. Soil offer excludes Alaska and Hawaii, U.S. only.